Hey, what is up? Welcome back to the podcast, Becoming the Character. It's the voice, Becoming the Boss, excuse me. I'm the voice of the podcast, Dallas Prater. And today I just wanted to get on the podcast and give you a quick actionable tip. Um, something that's, I think, a cornerstone and super, super important when it comes to growing your mass movement and people who hear your voice and hear your name and want to follow you. Um, you know, so coming up as a, as a kid in the world, um, one of the things that I always had a lot of disdain against is, you know, sellouts and people who, you know, have extremely underground and very nichely understood, you know, it's, it's scarcely understood, um, by a small collective of people. And like, we're the real fans of those, you know, those people. And when those people take that image and everything that their brand represents and they make it something that's broadly understood and so that they can get more fans and more income and grow their movement, um, selling out was something that, you know, I always wanted to avoid in my life, you know, um, commercializing and making widely understood what was, you know, special because it was something that was um, only nichely understood, with, you know, with a true cult following of not many people um, was a path that I never wanted to go down. Um, and so when um, I got into creating businesses and trying to become my own boss of my own movement, become a leader for people that I wanted to affect and change their lives. Um, you know, my first experiences were, well, my first, my first attempts were mostly based in like things that I thought were, even if other people didn't understand them, artful in taste, you know? And so for example, like my first, you know, podcast, the name of it was uh, grand design, you know? Now, if I were to tell you the title Grand Design, it doesn't like it doesn't have an inherent meaning. It, it, it doesn't register in your mind something familiar like, oh, I know what Grand Design is. Um, you know, that's something I can relate to, something I can feel and something I can immediately click on and follow behind because it's, you know, a good hook. Um, and so the first title of the podcast was Grand Design. And I remember when I first started Grand Design, you know, I thought it was going to be something that was extremely magnetic, extremely captivating that would bring a lot of people in and, and, and make those people not only customers, but true fans. I love to be a cornerstone of a new movement, a new era in human history and a new business. Um, uh, during the grand design era, man, I remember screenshotting a photo of my podcast stats and, you know, I, I had been grinding probably about a year at that point. And, you know, I was proud of the you know, progress that I had put in because I had probably like 800 listens or something like that. And I had a hundred people listen to me for the first time ever in a month. And, uh, you know, just to have in the span of 30 days, a hundred people hear my voice and hear, you know, you know, the stories and and the the lessons that will help them that I had to share. It was something that was groundbreaking to me. Um, so, you know, the next thing that happened was, um, you know, uh, I, you know, because I did, you know, want to experiment, you know, if, if you're somebody that's growing a movement, you always got to find and try to find a different angle to accelerate. How can you move faster? How can you make the movement bigger? How can you effectuate, effectuate more people? Um, and so the second title I switched was, it was, it was named, it was another artful title. It was called Surviving the Cancel. What the grand design was, it was a, you know, you know, um, at one point in time, Kanye had said, uh, I believe the world can be saved by design, you know, and that means every artistic person in their design how they employ it. Um, 
you know, if, if they're able and, 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 and willing to employ their design, how the future changes. Every person who wants to make clothing, every person who wants to design apartments, every person who wants to design cars, were able and willing to do so. You know, the future that it resulted from that, because not everybody's able to willing, willing to do so, it's called the grand design. That was the first concept of my podcast. Um, so the second title I moved on to, because that wasn't really an effective hook to get an audience in, was um, Surviving and Cancel, which it's the experience that these people go through because not everybody is able to actually design the future the way they want it to because maybe it's a lack of resources, a lack of support from family and friends. Um, when you go on to become what I formerly called a designer, somebody who does design the future, designs culture and things like that, you experience immediately a lot of backlash from society, a lot of hate uh, because of people who don't understand what you're doing and it's unfamiliar to them. And so they try to force you into the mode. They try to mold you into the shape of familiarity by insults and violence and all these different things. The moment you're somebody who stands for what it is that you stand for and become an individual, people who are within, you know, the group, um, within the in-group who, who wants you to be within their group, group think because it makes them feel comfortable, they'll instantly try to destroy that which is your original life. Um, and so that's what the title Surviving the Cancel come from. You know, um, you know there's a lot of cancel canceling of, of people who are individuals of individuality just because the way we're built as humans um and so that was the title that i went for for a long time and you know it, it, it gained you know similar similar stats maybe even a little better you know there are a few people that actually liked that title that were entrepreneurs that were talked to and had an interviewed on the podcast but largely it really didn't do anything because you know again surviving the cancel it's an artful thing but the art had a meaning to me as an individual but to the world it wasn't something that they could really understand same story i moved on to the next title becoming the character um outwardly i, I mean like from an outside perspective looking and i'm probably many people would think okay this is a podcast about acting becoming the character it sounds like an acting podcast it's not a hook that is clearly defined um interestingly enough you know i took all these bumps on the head and bumps in the road um you know, and then I had recently working at the casino that that one night I described in the past podcast episode where I was sitting at the table and I'm looking around me and I hadn't seen this much action in the casino before. Action means like how much money is in play across each table. And this guy over here is 10,000 on the table and this guy next to him has 12,000 and the guy earlier had 16,000 in his wreck. And all these different people have all this money and all the success and obviously have affected many people's lives to get to that point in their life. And these are very simple people. I met the CEO of the company I worked at, and these are very simple people. And, and they're simple, and they talk simply, and they're very easy to understood. You know, it, it kind of made me go on a spur of time, you know, a spur of life where I was looking through, you know, not only what I've known in the past, but, you know, uh, in, in current time, researching all the people who did great and influential things in their lives. And one thing, one pattern that I realized is that all these people, the way they speak, the way they present, the, the structure that they present, they aim to break it down in the most simplest form so that people can actually understand it. Um, it put me in a place where I was like, okay, you know, the thing is that, you know, trying to be artful is really just a symptom of me putting too much ego in my work. You know, I'm like, oh, this is the this is the hottest. This is the least understood. This is what people don't get. This is, da, 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 da. you know, because I want to be better and outwardly appear more intelligent and more exclusive than other brands or other movements or other people. But the sacrifice, you know, at the end of the day, what I was realizing just staring at the podcast numbers that is that it's actual people. I'm not actually impacting and reaching the people that I want to um, because they don't understand the way that I as an individual because of my ego wants to wants want to be artful and artsy and things like that. 
And so um, one of the greatest messages that I got just working in the casino and seeing all the people that are simple in their language and their, you know, and their abilities and the way they deliver to people and those people being rich and actually helpful in a piece of society is that, man, I have to cast ego aside and it's not an act of selling out, but it's an art in itself to take my message and my products and my movement and making them as simple as possible so that people, it's an art to make, to communicate, to make things simple to the point where people understand the idea and all the intricacies that come with it. One of the things that I learned in my research is that building any movement, building business, um, particularly new businesses like uh, businesses that haven't been done before, like formerly PayPal, Twitter, social media businesses, things like that. Those businesses take decades and they're massively unprofitable up front um, for tens like like Tesla and things like that just became profitable. And the reason is because when you take a new idea that is niche and artful and people don't really understand it yet, to educate the market, even if the product is useful, even if it could change lives right now, is is the greatest part of the battle. Because, you know, um, things that we don't have a reference for, things that we don't understand, we just assume because we don't understand them, that they're something that is against us and that they can't help us. And so, you know, in being artful, I realized in a nutshell, I was sacrificing really real, real progress with different people, real, real lives that I could change um, and real progress for myself as a person within my movement and things like that. And so I went back to the drawing board and that's actually why we could go, you know, I recorded the episode like this podcast, the name is changing. This was a recent epiphany I had. I changed the podcast to something simple clear message in, in that that anybody can understand you know we sit up all night every single day and we wonder to ourselves um why isn't this movement getting any traction why don't people parents the people around me understand these ideas and they want to fall why don't they want to follow me into this promised land uh why can't i become this leader even with this beautiful thing that is win-win and i think to myself i thought to myself this at work the other day like with what it is that we have to offer to the world there are so many ways to describe that thing right because in our brain, it's a concept that we already understand. You can describe something that you already understand in a myriad of different ways, and it makes sense to you because you already understand the nature of that, what you're trying to describe. But when you're trying to describe something that someone hasn't yet seen, it's like describing a color that someone hasn't seen, like that, that doesn't exist to someone who hasn't seen it. Like, how, how would you describe that? How would you communicate that? Now, that's a little bit of hyperbolic of example, a little bit exaggerated. But the point of the matter is, you know, the ways in which you describe a new product, a new solution, a, a new movement, a way, a new school of thought to people who have never heard of it, um, it has to be very specific in order to land. You know, the stories that align with, you know, that make them understand the product have to be like, it's very specific. There are thousands of ways to describe your movement, what it is that you want to bring to people as a leader, but there are only a few that work. And there are only a few that work well enough to, you know, be able to still be profitable and still be effective you know with cost added to it with the cost of advertising with the cost of building you know the funnels that induct people into this movement into this product like there are only a few messages that are power enough to be viral because they're that clear and that's an art within itself and so i sat up and just think like okay so how can i break down everything myself and how can i make it more simple and what i thought was like i kept thinking and writing over and over and over and on little spare sheets of paper at work the name of the podcast, what I'll change it to, what is the message, what is what is it that people want, and, and how is it that I can affect people, um, in, in, you know, immediately in a way that they can receive and understand and really receive the benefit, even if it's at the sacrifice of my own fanciful thinking. And so, just writing over and over and over again, just and then sitting back and relying on my unconscious processes, 
just serendipitously one day the the title the idea becoming the boss popped into my head and um you know so i just went to the drawing board and well i didn't wrote i just went to my podcast immediately and said you know what i'll try it you know um one of those things stories that you know uh pop up in, in recent memory that that i think is important to describe how this process you know went is that you know a lot of people will come to Russell Brunton because he has ClickFunnels, a billion-dollar company made from scratch, bootstrapped completely from his own cash, about making funnels that you know that helps people make marketing funnels that makes help people make sales funnels for their business. Um, and a lot of people come to him therefore, and they say, um, "How is it that you know you know they'll, they'll present to funnels to him? And they're like, is this a good funnel?" And they'll ask him over and over again, will it work? Will it make money? Is this the right one? And he will always tell them, I don't know. And that, you know, he always says like that response confuses people because like, how don't you know which funnel actually works? And they say, should I go and take a, do a poll on social media and ask my audience? And he said, no, don't do a poll on social media. Just launch the funnel. And they say, why would I launch the funnel? And he says, well, people often give their opinion on things like, yeah, I would buy that product. I would buy from you. I would join this movement. But, you know, their opinion and uh, you know, like logically and what they actually respond to, what they actually go and pay for often are things that are different. You know, it's like people say, oh, I want to, I wish you, I could date a person like you, but they'll never date a person like you because despite what they think or what they say out of their mouth, what they actually respond to is a completely different thing. And the point that he was bringing with this story, when the point that I'm bringing with this story and that he brings this story when he tells us is that, you know, he can't predict whether a funnel will work. It is not his job to predict his funnel work. It's his job to make the best hypothesis and then see how his audience responds to it. His ego and what he thinks is great. This is what a lot of people, you know, this is with him and Stephen Larson, who was his lead funnel builder and has, you know, multiple million dollar company, his own now, says a lot of people create products from their ego, what they think is cool, what they think the world needs. But the only, the only opinion that matters at the end of the day is the opinion of your audience. You take the hooks, you take ideas, and you present them and say, do you think this is good? And in that way, you have a definitive response. You see if they buy or if they join or if they don't. You know, your ego and what you hypothesize, because it's mostly inaccurate. Every human being, like in the casino, for example, every human being thinks they're going to hit the big jackpot, thinks they're going to hit the bonus. They can outsmart the game and win millions and millions of dollars. But seldom do people ever actually do this. Um, even though somebody did at the, you know, at the casino hit $300,000 jackpot the day I was there the other day, I'll tell you that story in another podcast. So, but everybody has an ego and ego kind of detracts from, from, from your end goal. Ego kind of like blinds you from what really needs to happen when data from your actual customers, your actual followers is all that you need. Um, and so instead of doing polls, he recommends just going live and trying to sell what it is that you want to sell. Try to induct people into the movement that you want to build. And that way, the data that comes back will show you the path. You don't have to use your brain and like, the, you don't have to be the biggest genius in the world and be their overload. You just rely on what it is that people actually do. You observe behaviors. Even for himself, a lot of people think his, his funnel launching process is perfect because he's done, he does over 150 million plus a year you know, with his company. But he says only about two out of or every four or one out of every four, 25% of the funnels he launched actually works. He just keeps launching until the audience says, this is the one that we want. Ego, like we, 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 we are very limited in our, in our ability to actually understand and put ourselves within the shoes of other people. We're very, very limited. We think we're great at it, but we're really, really not. And so relying on our own brain, our own, you know, our own thinking to do so is always a faulty process. And so I went back to the drawing board and I just put out the title. Okay, what is the next title? Becoming the boss. Let's see how people react to it.
And you know, the funny part is, whereas before I was getting 100 listeners in a month, for the first time, I literally passed like 100, almost 150 listeners, I believe, in seven days. Um, and so it's been a complete explosion. I've also been, you know, this might just be a confounding factor because I've also been uploading more frequently, but I've uploaded frequent spurts in the past and this has never happened. And so, so simplifying the message and putting out to the audience to see if the audience likes it, see how they respond. It's the process that I went with and it's been working out. And so that's the process that I would recommend for everybody. The, 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 the titles of what it is that you build, you might want it to be artsy, but you got to understand everything within movements and inducting people, everything within business, it follows the pattern of this is Russell Brunson's template, hook, the story, the offer. You know, that's really all a business, a hook. This is what I offer you. This is the podcast. This is what it's about. The title. The album title, whatever it is, is a hook to get people in. It's not just a piece of art that you can show who you are and show your own true colors. It has a function. And so it's the hook and then it's the story about whatever it is that you're offering and then it's the offer so they can actually buy or join, um, whether it's a you know a product or a movement, even though those two things kind of go hand in hand. This is neither here nor there. Um, you know, you kind of, you, you kind of, you know, the, the important part is that the title is, you know, the, the, the first contact with maybe it's a Facebook page, maybe it's an album, maybe it's a podcast is the first experience that people have of you. And it has to be clear and simply understood and directly something that they, that, that communicates to them the key to all their desires and doing so without ego, doing so through test and meticulous testing, doing so in a way that's simple, um, is, 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 I think a, a, a fine strategy for actually getting people to respond to the, the gifts that you bring to the world. When you have conversations with people in the real life, when you speak, you know, in your content, when you, when you talk to people in reality, you know, to speak simply, <coughs> historically has been shown, like with, with Donald Trump and his presidential run, he say things are bad or they're good, and politicians all do it, bad or good, and it's really no in-between. <coughs> it's not, you know, this is kind of bad or this is kind of good, you know, because nuance isn't really... Um, you know, complicated messages don't really fare well in, in, in spreading, you know, the messages that you want to, you know, to put out into society. And um, so to speak simply and to do things simply in a way that grabs people's attention is, is, has worked incredibly for me so far. And it is a super understated, man. Even going, I've gotten like 60 listeners, well, 56 to be exact listeners in a day. And that's never happened before because people were seeing the podcast and they immediately understood, I want to be the boss. I want to be part of this. I want to be part of this movement, everything. Like boss is such a definitive term for what it is that we're trying to describe here. And, you know, you might feel like, oh, well, this sacrifices my art. This sacrifices who I am. Um, the good thing, good news is that, you know, it doesn't rely on your intelligence. You don't have to be the most intelligent world person in the world to create a mass movement. You don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to know everything. You just have to put out things, be brave, put out things and see what works. The bad news is that you might feel like, oh, this is me sacrificing my art. This is me sacrificing, you know, my, my unique contribution to the world in, in, in exchange for some generic bull crap. But you see, I think of it differently. You know, I think on the front end hooks that people understand can draw people into complicated ideologies and situations. And so your hook, you know, what is the complicated mess of what it is that you have to offer? It still works. It still exists, <coughs> but it just exists in a different place within your movement, a different place within your business. Um, and so my favorite example of this is like Ty Lopez. Here in my garage, brand new Lamborghini. He had Lamborghinis and girls in his ads and things like that. And people was like, oh, it's generic, this BS business, he's a sellout. 
or Owen Cook, he might just talk about getting girls on the front end of his content. But the moment that you consume it, you know, and actually buy his course, then he takes you slowly and elevates you through more more complicated <coughs> steps and brings you to a more and more complicated understanding of his world. But first, it's you have to get people in the door. You have to get people into your world. Your hooks are important. Simple hooks are, are, are very important. You know, communication simply is always important. But the ideas can get more complicated as you go through the back end because you buy a lot of these people's products. You enter a lot of these people's worlds and they don't just talk about the simple 1A, 2A, step A, step B. Suddenly they, they you know, <coughs> they start talking more and more complicated. So Owen Cook might open up, hey, you want to know how to get girls? Click this ad. But then he'll bring you through a series of complicated steps talking about inner game and you have, to, you have to become a better person and that these are the best compounds and the foods that you eat to, you know, make your brain better. And you're like, oh, I thought I was just eating girls. And now I'm learning something that can truly change my life. You really understand it because, you know, you've went through a complex journey um, instead of just getting it all up front. It's like even relationships follow some of the same patterns. A lot of people will be sweet and simple up front. They'll demonstrate all the qualities simply and, under, and easily understood that you want in a partner. But the moment they, boom, lock you in, then they can introduce you to more things that are complicated. <clears throat> maybe they have mental disorders. Maybe they're toxic as a person. Maybe they believe things that are different. Like we already follow this structure in, real, in reality uh, innately when it comes to you know, you know, things that we want, in, you know, in, in terms of society and other people, we put our best foot forward. And then on the back end, we kind of unload them, unload on them some things that they might not necessarily, you know, have been able to digest up front, whether good or bad. Um, and I'm just saying, you know, your art follows this pattern. You know, ego is no place on a first date. Ego has no place on a first date. The first date is all about chivalry. The first date is all about giving people what it is that they want, selling people and inducting people in the ways that they would expect. And then on the back end, uh, we start talking about a realistic future. What is the realistic vision that we share as a future? But that's not something that you really crush people with. You kind of keep it light and flirty and then boom, you kind of tell them the real deal. Okay, we have to do these, these things within our lifespan in order to, as a unit, be considered success. Boom. And so that's all I have to talk about in today's episode. Um, it has made a massive difference. And so with the Jones Room, because I've not been updating y'all on that, but I'm going to update y'all on the business and the movement that I'm creating. Um, and I'm going to probably provide links in the future so that y'all can model some of the things that I'm doing in real time. I'll break down like a daily video sequence of what I'm doing with the business and everything like that. Um, but um, <coughs> with the Jones Room and every part of business, every hook that I have, I'm dumbing it down. I'm making it simple. I'm changing all the podcast titles so that people can boom. I like I like that title. I know what that means. Um, you know, let's kind of explore a little bit more of what this person has to offer. And when they become more familiar with me, <coughs> that's when things get a little bit more heavier. <coughs> Even my podcast follows this. I speak very simply on the podcast, but you might go to some of the links like becomingthecharacter.com and the summit is very, very in, ingrained, de- like very, very high level detail. <coughs> excuse me man oh i don't know i'm coughing so much excuse me but um yeah since i'm coughing that's really all i have to say in this episode um you know if you want to learn more about what it is i'm talking about in this podcast though <coughs> and learn how to build a mass movement and be the leader of a group of people and that you're guiding to a future that is win-win for the both of you they'll profit massively socially and financially and you as well and then just go i have you know 30 of the top you know, bosses in the world teach you how they would do it from step zero to step, step the last step, you know, and these are all millionaires and extremely successful and extremely followed people. Um, these are interviews that you can't find anywhere else. 
you know, if you want access to them, I just want you to go to www.becomingthecharacter.com. Um, just open up any browser that you have, and where you enter in the website, just go to www.becomingthecharacter.com. Uh, and it's completely free right now. You just enter your email address on that front page. Uh, it might not be free in the future. It might not even be available in the future. <clears throat> and you don't have access to it yet, but when it comes out, it'll come out for a brief period, and you'll get access to all those interviews. Um, and some of these people you'll be able to interact with and speak to live on the summit. So becomingthecharacter.com, it's a virtual summit of 30 of the top bosses that I had access to over the course of a year because it took nearly a year to get some of those people. And so uh, you can listen to their advice on how they became great leaders and built movements that actually impact people in the world and impacts them and their bottom line, their bank, um, how they've made a business out of it from, you know, if they were nobody, how they would do it all again. www.becomingthecharacter.com Becomingthecharacter.com Okay, so with that saying, I appreciate you listening. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast and keep up, please do so. I want to make you a boss. Um, if you want to rate and review this podcast and tell us how you feel about it, tell me how you feel about it because it is just me and you right now. You know, go down below, whatever. Even the becomingthecharacter.com, the link will be in the podcast description. Okay, so you can just scroll down and click on whatever service that you might be on, Spotify or iTunes, uh, all that good stuff. But anyhow, appreciate you so much for listening. It's 12 a.m. at night. I'll probably need to wake up early tomorrow morning. So peace out.